and welcome to another episode of Build Better Brands and today I am absolutely thrilled to be joined by Tom Ross. Um, Tom is CEO of Design Cuts and I suppose you could say he's um, he's a bit of a, he's known as a community branding guy I think now is, is fair to say. Um, so he's an avid community builder and I met Tom a few years ago at the Birmingham Design Festival and he did an amazing talk and since then I've been following him on social media, been listening to BizBuds and I thought I've got to have him on the show so thank you so much Tom for being here today. Well thank you so much for having me on Danielle, it's great to see you again and I know we've chatted quite a bit on Instagram so it's it's nice to chat kind of face to face even if it's digital yeah amazing no thank you so much for being here I um I had to get you on um and I suppose one of the reasons I really wanted to get you on is because you care so much about community you understand personal brand and how important it is to to kind of get that right um and I just wanted to you know, spend some minutes kind of getting into how you got started and, and what your focus is is now and give people a bit of a, an insight into you and what you've been up to, really. Yeah, I mean, I'll try and keep it brief, um, but I started very young uh, building websites and that kind of thing at about 12 years old. Over the years, I've done everything from blogging to freelancing, uh, client work, starting businesses, partnerships, and so on. And the last eight years, I've been running Design Cuts, which is the highest rated marketplace for creatives. And that's been super fun. We've just um, we just crossed 800,000 members, actually. Wow, um, amazing. Pretty cool uh, and quite humbling. Um, and alongside that, yeah, as you say, I've been building up my personal brand for a few years, which has been fun it's been a good um itch to scratch I would say because I'm I'm quite a creative person so I love my company it's my baby I love my day job you know running that but uh, in my spare time like evenings and weekends I've always got to be working on something and so learning uh content strategy and trying to help people at scale and and more recently shifting into community building um I wrote a book earlier this year the community manual I launched a closed community, learn.community for community builders. Um, yeah, there, there's always something going on. Like even right now, um, my wife and I are starting to make digital products just for fun. So it's like a, a hobby around the side hustle around the company. I saw <laughs> because... that, your textures, right? Yeah, yeah. So like our whole house is covered in textures right now, like tea stains and coffee stained <laughs> papers all over the kitchen. But um I, yeah, I just like these little projects. I think they're quite fun. Um, so yeah, Amazing. That's, that's cool. So you talk about community building. What is, you know, some people might might not have heard that term before. What is community building? Yeah, it's a big question. Um, I think there's a lot of confusion about what community means. A lot of people refer to a social media following or a newsletter or a podcast listenership to being a community um and there's no kind of finite lines of in my opinion what is a community and what's an audience and so on but typically on a community platform it's a space where members can chat to each other so i.e it's many to many instead of one to many so 
when you're on your podcast, it's you talking to many people, but they can't easily talk back and they can't, you know, easily identify each other as, as listeners and members, and they can't speak amongst themselves um, that easily. But something like a, a Discord server or a Slack group or a Facebook group or a circle forum, these are more traditional communities where, you know, the communities I run, I'm not in there every minute of the day but members are still interacting and posting and building relationships and it can kind of exist without me. So that's kind of community in, in the most traditional sense, but you still get benefits of community under a brand. So you can get a sense of community, a sense of belonging, people buying collectively into your vision and things of that nature. And that's where it gets a bit more esoteric and difficult to define but there's still tremendous benefit to it yeah I think that's really interesting because when you think about um when you think about brand and um I'm just trying to think of an example um I was talking to uh one of my bosses recently and and one of his favorite brands um is um oh I forgot the term um I forgot the name but let's just say you you're really into oh yeah fear of god um, it's quite a you know a luxury brand and you don't see many people wearing it and he said he was walking down the street and he saw another guy wearing a fear of god cap and they had this they kind of made eye contact and they had this connection because they were both wearing um you know this gear that they're kind of both aligned to and mm-hmm. and I think that's the thing behind you know brand and communities that it's about being it's having these connections with people, having these these things that that bring you together, um, that create you know this idea of kinship and and belonging. Completely, yeah. I um, you can see this all over, right? So maybe someone's wearing some Gymshark clothes, and they see someone else wearing it, and they're like, oh, "Okay, we have at least one thing in common." Yeah. We're both into fitness. You can see this massively proliferating in the digital realm right now with things like nfts so people will identify oh you're also you know you've got a board ape i mean they have to be pretty rich but yeah what i mean like um you know they they may be part of the same nft club and not even realize it but immediately if they encounter a stranger on twitter that has a similar nft club avatar to what they do they're going to immediately you know have that kinship have that sense of belonging it's going to open doors where they can connect much easier because they kind of filter out through the noise and say okay we're at a similar place maybe financially maybe in terms of values maybe in terms of you know just being part of this secret thing which 99% of the world don't know about but we do yeah Um, and and all those things are tremendously powerful for creating a sense of belonging and that's something that I get, I get really excited about and, and likewise other people do. And I think that's one of the reasons I'm, I'm certainly seeing more of these online communities popping up. I think people are starting to understand that, that it's about, it really is about building relationships with people to kind of achieve whatever, whatever it is you're trying to do, you know, whether you're an entrepreneur or you're trying to, you know get your product or service kind of to the masses that actually it's about it's about your audience and your community and 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 bringing them together and connecting with people Mm -hmm. yeah it is and I think what we're seeing is a shift where that's 
historically been viewed as something that is very fluffy, unmeasurable, um, you know, doesn't elicit ROI for businesses. And we're not the whole way there yet, but we're seeing a positive shift where businesses are investing more in that kind of thing. They're investing more in brand. They're starting to invest more in community. Um, and there's data to support this. You know, there's a huge upswell in the number of community jobs being offered within organizations. And there is, you know, a greater seriousness within organizations for the community department or the community manager. They're becoming increasingly empowered. And so I think, you know, slowly the tides are changing where organizations are waking up to the, uh, the possibilities that community and community-led brands can afford a business. Yeah, and I think that's really interesting in that you see, I've certainly seen a lot of smaller brands doing this first, and now that, I don't want to call it a trend, but we're starting to see that pattern kind of filter through to some of the bigger organisations. Um, I think, I personally think they're starting to realise that because of online you know because of social media it's actually really it's really hard to hide now (laughs) and if you're if you're not doing something right your audience your community is going to pipe up and it's very easy for them to to showcase if you're Mm -hmm. not if you're not doing something right do you think that's one of the reasons more organizations are starting to focus on these sorts of things I think there's a lot of reasons, to be honest. I, I think um, the barrier to entry has become lower. So previously, it may have been more difficult to build community, but now it can be very cheap and very easy. I think there's a greater awareness. I think there's more data um, available as well, where it does become easier to measure the ROI. And I think there's actually this fundamental shift happening. So while you were talking there, Daniel, I brought up a tweet that I shared yesterday this is quoting one of my favorite UKs and um, favorite entrepreneurs in the UK, Steve Bartlett. If you know oh, him. yeah, yeah. Dorivers, uh, CEO. I CEO. think he's got a, a theater yeah. show coming out as well. So. He does, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, I kind of just copied this bit from a, a recent announcement he did announcing his new company because it, it perfectly aligns with a lot of what I've been speaking about. And he said, social media has transitioned towards becoming more community-centric and less public. Discord, Reddit, Telegram, and WhatsApp communities have exploded as the newsfeed has declined in relevance. And my kind of hot take on it is that people have become uh, bored and apathetic and to an extent blind towards their social media newsfeed because there's only so many years that we can sit there like, you know, mindless zombies scrolling through for hours on end looking at people's highlight reels. And I think particularly with the you know, pandemic, Mm. and on the back of that, a pandemic of loneliness, you could argue, um, people are craving human connection, and they're craving depth. And social media doesn't necessarily offer that. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, I think people are, and, and, and I agree, the pandemic has, um, has created, you know, this sense of loneliness, and, and and I think this is another reason, you know, we touched on NFTs, you know, um, I, I've seen, I mean, it wasn't until recently that I even knew what an NFT and, and, and that it ex- was and, and that, that they existed. And um, 
I was talking to one of my colleagues yesterday who does uh, VR and they were showing me this NFT. It was basically, um, they've got gilets and jackets and hats and all these things and you can scroll through and and it superimposes it onto you so it looks like you're wearing it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this, this gilet was like $35 and you can buy it and you can, you know, wear it and take pictures of yourself and 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 I was like hold on so you're paying $35 for a product that's not a physical thing that you can technically wear but you're not really wearing it and it's about the same price as an actual real one and it kind of blew my mind that that there was something out there that that you could could do that with and and, you know, there's all this talk of the, the metasphere and the metasverse and all that sort of thing. And, mm-hmm. and it's like we are building these little communities now in, you know, online, in, in virtual reality that we can interact with, that we can wear funny hats in and, and kind of connect with people there. And the, world, the world's definitely changing for sure. Yeah, I mean, it, it is. But a lot of this stuff is not that new. I think it's now just starting to hit scale. So when I was, I don't know, 15, I was obsessed with playing Diablo 2, the video game. It was great. Like hours and hours after school and like tons of us at school, would, you know, wrap up for the day at school and go home and play that. And I got a, a really high ranking character in that game and really good items you get like swords and shields and that kind of stuff and people were selling that stuff as digital goods even back then so that was nearly 20 years ago yeah yeah and people were literally trading digital goods (laughs) for real money which at the time was kind of mind-blowing to me but um again i think what we're seeing now is essentially that same concept but at a much greater scale um and it's not just going to be a handful of 15 year old gamers. It's going to seep into many aspects of society. And to be honest, I haven't, I haven't actually purchased any NFTs yet. I'm kind of sat back quietly watching yeah. and trying to learn. And mm. I've learned over the years that if, if you don't really, if you haven't thoroughly educated yourself on something and, and you know, really lived it, then you shouldn't speak, you know, too strongly about it. So my gut feel tells me, is it a bubble? Is it going to burst? It's probably almost certainly the future. But right now it seems like this kind of bull market where everything's overhyped and overpriced, um, pump and dump. And a lot of people are going to lose money, much like the dot-com crash. That didn't mean the internet died. It just meant there was this initial wave and then it settled down and then it grew. So I'm kind of sight. I'm quietly sat on the sidelines watching this unfold mm. and biding my time and trying to like soak up a bit of knowledge here and there. But I, I certainly have not had the time or inclination to be as bullish on it as a lot of my friends and contemporaries that have gone all in. Yeah. And I think that's really good advice that it is, it is good to, you know, listen and, um, you know, get your own get your own information and make informed decisions before you you decide to do something um that being said what advice would you give to someone that is thinking about building a community and probably doesn't know 
where to start? Um, well, without sounding too kind of pitchy, mm. uh, that's kind of the reason why I wrote my book, which is free um, at communitymanual.com because I got so many questions. How do I build community? I was like, I'm just going to put this in a giant free resource. <laughs> um, so it's kind of impossible to distill down yeah. everything I share in that book here. But I mean, that there's a few uh, there's a few key principles. Um, first and foremost, much like any business, you need to have a strong foundation. And I think far too many people kind of hear community being a bit of a buzzword these days and think, I need to do a community. Everyone's starting communities and they, you know, start one up, try and flood in as many members as they can. Don't actually have a clear value proposition. Um, don't have a clear structure, don't have proper onboarding don't actually understand, uh, you know, what they're providing their members with or the expectation of members, don't have a clear business model around this, haven't properly uh, deployed enough time or time blocked out in their schedule to commit to this thing. So they kind of slap it up, barely nurture it and put any effort into it. And then it dies out and then they go, ah, community suck. It doesn't work. Mm. And um, almost every community builder's done that in the past. I've done it. And, you know, I actually... I know about community, but I've still fallen in, into that trap where I've had, you know, Facebook groups and stuff like that over the years where I just haven't prioritized it and therefore it's failed. So I guess my tips would be get those foundations right. Things like value prop, defining your idle members, defining the actual purpose and vision of the community. That's essential. Realize it takes a lot of work. It's not going to look after itself. It takes more work than most things online. So you've got to love it and you've got to be willing to invest um, serious time and effort. Um, I think one of the fundamental sins of community is people focus on the quantity of members. And that's that's really bad. It's better to have less mm -hmm. members, but a higher quality every single day of the week. That's true of social media followings to an extent. It is way, way more true when it comes to community. I see so many people just trying to open the floodgates and flood a bunch of people in. That leads to headaches. It leads to a poor average quality. It leads to low engagement. It leads to higher moderation time required. You're much better off to actually upfront invest a lot more time filtering and qualifying members so that you end up with a really good group that are very aligned around your purpose, understand why they're there, understand the value and the journey you know they want to get out of that community and then just go all in on nurturing that smaller group. Yeah, that's super important. I was... I'll be honest, I almost decided to start a community. <laughs> I, um, I'd seen some people kind of in and around, um, you know, my industry that had, uh, you know, Slack groups and WhatsApp groups and Facebook groups. And, and I was like, yeah, I like the sound of it. I think I might, I think I might start one. Um, but luckily I have a business coach and I talked it through <laughs> with my business <laughs> coach. Um, and, um, he, um, his name's Peter G. He's, he's actually on, I've, I've done an interview with him on the podcast and, um, he describes me as having, um, I'm an ideas person cause I'm a, I'm a creative. I get excited about shiny new things, popping up things that I can try things that I can experiment with. Um, which means sometimes I get really excited about them, but give it a few weeks or months, all my good intentions have kind of disappeared because I've seen something else or I've not really, um, I've not been focused enough on, on the actual outcome 
and what it is that I want to get from it and what it is that I want to, you know, provide for other people, the value. Yeah. And that's something I've definitely learned that I just think is is so important is understanding what's the, what's the point, you know, why, why are you doing this and why should even other people give a crap? <laughs> it's important. <laughs> yeah, really important. And um, so I, yeah, I totally agree with you on, on that about having, um, you know, knowing having a plan you know you talked about having grounding having a base having a plan I think those are really really important tips um yeah. I um I talk a lot about you know running a business and um the importance of kind of knowing 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 your goals and knowing that where you want to go um, how much of that do you reveal with your community? You know, how transparent are you about what's coming up and, and where you want things to go? I'm a big believer in transparency. So I try and map this to everything. I, I just did a workshop on building in public. So I'm a big fan of that. Um, literally documenting your journey publicly. I think there's tremendous power in that. With the community, uh, we build with them. So not only do we show them what's coming, um, but I will openly uh, talk through, you know, how I'm feeling about the community, um, things that I'd love to see from them. I'll ask for feedback of what they want to see. And as we build things out, it's always, what do you guys think? Do you want more of this or do you want more of that? So it's very much a kind of collaborative effort. And I map this to my company as well. My team would tell you, you know, I'm, I'm almost over transparent. <laughs> like I, I sit down with the entire juniors and all and, and be like, here's our financial projections for the year guys. Here's what we're going to do about it. Like, you know, here's the growth projection, like, like everything. I'll just share it all and be like any questions um, and talk. Like I, I'm near as damn it. have the same conversations with the entire team that I do with the board and the shareholders. That's amazing. I mean, and how is that, you know, how do your employees respond to that? Uh, well, without blowing our own trumpet, we um, we did this recently. I did a bit, a bit of a town hall meeting and there was like half a dozen messages in our general chat with people saying, I've never, you know, experienced this level of transparency anywhere I've worked. It's really refreshing, you know, we feel like we're kept in the loop and respected and, and it's a good thing. I really believe in it. Yeah. And having, I can think back now to being in a workplace and feeling like you didn't really know what was going on, especially when things weren't yeah, going well. Yeah. Doors. yeah. <laughs> Some, mm-hmm. And it's, it's a horrible feeling. And then finding out, you know, a few months later, actually things are going really badly and they're going to be making redundancies or, you know, that's, and no one, no one wants to be in that position. And and I know that no employer, no business owner, no CEO ever wants to have to make those really tough decisions. But when you, when you're transparent and you give people a heads up, it just makes everything so much better to deal with and you don't feel like you've been betrayed I suppose Mm -hmm. um and I think that's I think that's super important and I love the fact that not only are you doing that 
you know with your company but you're also doing it with with your community because people people know when you're bullshitting them right (laughs) (laughs) it's true people can tell and so if you're if you're being transparent there's if and when things go wrong and and we're all you know we're only human right you if you've been transparent there's there's no smoke and mirrors you've been totally honest with people and and people can see that you're authentic yeah as I say I think it matters tremendously um and it doesn't cost you anything you know it's like good manners it's it's free I believe it's the right thing to do and I'm surprised that more people are not more transparent in their organizations yeah um what do you think is what's a common thing that you find people um like a common misconception you think people have around community building um that it's easier than it is probably (laughs) i think (laughs) i yeah people are staggered like to do it properly um if you're doing it as an indie creator it's a ton of work if you're doing it in an organization it's almost always under resourced people don't realize how much effort how many people how many hours how much budget it actually takes to do it successfully and if you look at anything else like um, software development product development marketing it's expected that these things will have ample resource whether it be budgetary or people um, yet community it's it's almost like social media I would say historically has been kind of under-resourced and budgeted um, because it's just this kind of creative fun nice to have thing yeah um but then it's this self-fulfilling prophecy right where it's not given enough resource therefore it's likely to fail and when it fails you say oh i'm glad we didn't give it enough resource because it's not ROI. it's not working yeah (laughs) awesome um well i know that you know we're, we're short on time and and you've got a busy day ahead so i just wanted to say thank you so much tom for joining me today you you packed a lot in there um and i I really appreciate it um it was fun thank you for having me uh where can people find and follow you and find find out a bit more um well yeah thank you again for having me danielle it's been lovely catching up um you can find me at tomross.co is my my blog i do a lot of writing there every week on community tom ross media on social media um or learn.community is my community for community builders um oh and the free free book i mentioned is communitymanual.com amazing i'll be including all of that in the show notes um thank you so much for joining me today um pleasure really appreciate it i mean that hand on heart and yeah um enjoy the rest of your day you too and keep in touch i'll chat soon okay thanks a lot tom Bye. bye